I need to let go of the expectation that I can do it all as a mother, as a wife, as a business owner, as a friend, and even as a woman in society. I have to let go of all those expectations that I am able to juggle every single damn thing because that is not possible. And when I can let those go, then I can allow people to help me to do some of the things I want to do so that I can impact the world in the way I want to. Welcome to Beyond the Dollar, a podcast where we have deep and honest conversations about how money affects our well-being. I'm Sarah. And I'm Garrett. We're here to give you a space to explore your relationship with money. The guilt, stress, exhilaration, and fear. No topic is taboo. In this episode, we're going to explore what forgiveness looks like in our finances and why that's important. What are some of the common myths around forgiveness? How do our expectations prevent us from forgiving others and ourselves? So grab a seat and get ready to go beyond the dollar. What does forgiveness look like in terms of our finances? I think when I think for most of us when we automatically think of forgiveness is the idea of getting into debt and all of those things. In my opinion, it's just so common. It's so common to hear, hey, this guy got out of $30,000 in debt and here's his story. And then you read about his aha moment. Oh, I needed to acknowledge it and recognize it was something that I did. And so I got out of it or whatever. Um, There is a really great book by Lauren Grootman called The Recovering Spender. And so she, I think, outlines a 12-step plan to get out of debt and all of that. And in it, she talks about forgiveness and having to admit to her husband that she got them in $40,000 worth of debt. So it had to be, yeah. So it it was a conversation about, I have to admit this because if not, this is going to happen. I'm going to talk. Anyways, it's a really great book. I'm not going to summarize the whole thing, but for, okay. So for me, forgiveness, even forgiveness over decisions that aren't directly related to money, I think will affect your financial life. So Pre-recording, Garrett and I were just talking about the the guilt that really comes with being a parent in general. I can only speak to being a mother because I'm not a male. But there's a lot of, I guess, conflict that I have inside where I want the me time. But then, you know, my son's home with me, so I can't really just run away from him. Although I will admit I sometimes I have those thoughts, right? <laughs> and when then my, right, and then when my husband comes home and you know, he wants to talk about his day. And I just need to, I want time by myself. And there's that guilt of, no, I should really listen to what he has to say because he's, you know, he's generally just wanting to talk with me, right? So I've had to work through those feelings of guilt. I've had to just forgive myself for saying, okay, you know what? It's okay that I, that I want some me time and I'm going to give myself permission to, to get that and, and work through the guilt. And, and sometimes I think shame kind of plays into that, in particular with that incident, And what I've noticed that once I've started really acknowledging my feelings with any situation, doesn't have to be finances, and saying, okay, I'm going to forgive myself for even judging myself for having these feelings, I've noticed the way I make decisions is uh, much more different. I like the part when you said acknowledging forgiveness in non-financial parts of your life can also affect your finances and how you feel around money. Because as we've talked about, really when we're talking about money, there's always some underlying part of self 
whether it's shame, guilt, self-judgment, lack of confidence that's always there at the center, acknowledging that and just saying it doesn't have to necessarily be different. It's not like you have to feel that you can't have those emotions, but you just have to acknowledge it and then let it go. It's very like meditative when they say if you have a negative thought, you don't push it out of your mind. You see it, you say like, I see you, I acknowledge it, and then just sit with it and process it, and then you can move on. Right? You can't just like push it out of your mental existence without first saying, hello, shame, guilt, stress, anxiety, my old friend, like I see you. Yeah, and, I, and I'm going to generalize, but I feel like sometimes society and the messages we get make us believe that those feelings are bad and should be avoided at all costs. And when we do feel bad, when we feel the guilt and the shame, we have to repress it. And it's when we repress them that makes it worse. It makes it so, so much worse. So I used to be a waitress at a catering uh, company. And so one night it was for a bar mitzvah. And it was so it was really funny. There was a bunch of us huddled, not a bunch of us, a bunch of my coworkers initially huddled together, just kind of laughing. And so, you know, I'm coming up, getting myself ready. And so then my friend shares a story about the couple that actually booked the room and had all of the menus and whatever. So it turned out that the husband and the wife were bickering. They were, they, they got divorced. They got divorced, I think, right before the bar mitzvah happened. And so they were using their child to basically fight with each other. And so the wife, I remember her saying this, so it wasn't just us gossiping, but I, I remember hearing her saying, well, you know what? My husband's made of all this money and he was being a jerk to me. So I bought a princess dress that cost $5,000 just to show him, ha ha ha, you suck. Wow. And she admitted to the catering manager that she picked the most expensive menu choices because she just wanted to run this man's account dry right so she's now she's has this this anger you know justified or not whatever but she now she's involving strangers because i i don't know her until that night she was just a customer at that catering venue but she was involving everybody in this you know anger whatever she was feeling because she was you know, she broke up with her husband and the husband then was complaining about how much the money, uh, money he was spending. And he's like, I know, I know it's because of my wife. And I, you know, I don't even want to look at the receipt and how much that princess dress costs. And I'm not even going to look at how much a suit for, you know, cost and all of this stuff. And it was such an interesting conversation because it, it had to do with a broken relationship, but they were using money. I, yeah, I guess that was a weapon in, in this whole fight it was so and, and in my mind i remember thinking about it i'm like hmm if that were me who knows i could i may have bought a five thousand dollar princess dress. i don't know but these people could have been just repressing their anger and feelings and haven't processed it mm -hmm. or even directly dealt with it with each other because they never spoke to each other all night they spoke to everyone else about the relationship woes and their money woes whatever it was just a very interesting situation and that for me shows that if you don't address, right, if you don't just look at it and say, can I forgive myself for a decision? But if you can't forgive others for a decision either, then that's going to continue this cycle of anger and looking outward to 
talk to everyone else and kind of express how frustrated you are and how terrible these things are but then you can't actually acknowledge like the problem that's that's really going on or not even a problem just acknowledge what is Mm -hmm. so talking about avoiding the feelings there's a really great marie forleo video with her i'm not sure now husband but then fiance and he does this really cool program where he helps actors you know dig into their feelings, whatever. But it was a really interesting video because he, I'm pretty sure there's scientific evidence where if you fully lean into your feelings, like fully feel it, fully allow yourself to feel whatever it is, it actually goes away in about seven to 12 seconds. For me, let's you know go back to the idea of me feeling guilt about wanting time for myself. If I fully leaned into that and didn't repress it, it would have probably gone away and I would have been a lot less hesitant to approach my husband about hey listen I'm gonna be honest this is what I'm feeling and I just need time for myself or whatever but let's relate this back to money again for me right now I am earning more in my business than I ever have but yet I'm also choosing to invest more money in my business than I ever have because when I was growing over the first two years or establishing the business I really had to cut everything to the bone and live very, very frugally just to be able to make it work. And so now I am spending more money on things I've wanted to invest in, which is great. But now I'm also feeling this sense of fear or shame to a certain degree that, wow, I've committed this amount of money to marketing, to coaching, to investing in a co-working space and oh my god what did i do because what if for some reason all my clients vanish next month i've been trying to figure out like where is that coming from and i think it's ultimately this fear that i won't be able to earn enough to keep this up so that i've committed to something that i can't follow through with financially and so can i just forgive myself for saying I want to invest in these things and right now it feels like the right thing to do if in a month or two it doesn't feel like the right thing to do then I can take a step back and just say okay then what do I want to do right now but just acknowledge that hey this is what I want to do and believe that by doing what feels right that other things will line up where I will be more excited about life people will start to see that in me And that kind of that domino effect of just by putting out there in the world, the fact that I believe I can invest in all these things, that life isn't going to come crashing down next month, that that kind of attracts the positivity that will make that a reality. So that's very interesting. I I was trying to think in words. I remember asking you questions pre-recording about those feelings and I what's coming up, it sounds like, and please correct me if I'm wrong, sounds like maybe the forgiveness has to do with the judgments you've placed on yourself. So maybe it's not the feelings that you need to forgive. You just need to forgive yourself for judging yourself as you're not good enough or judging yourself as, holy crap, I've committed to these decisions and now I feel scared about it. Yeah, and just acknowledge that fear, I think, and sitting, like you said, uh, Marie Forleo's um, fiance, where it's just sit with those feelings. And again, they're neither good nor bad. They just are. And so acknowledge it and say, I, I see you, and then process it, and, and then let's move on. And those feelings may come up a minute later or five minutes later or a day later or a week later, but still just when they, when they show up, acknowledging and processing. There's 
a few situations that I'm still working on forgiving. I've forgiven, but there some like you said, the feelings crop up time to time. And it's very so very, very interesting. I decided to read a book. It was for it was landed in my email and somebody gave it to me for free. And I was like, oh cool, I don't have any books in my roster. I'll just take a look at it. And so it's a book called Forgiveness by Ianla Vazant. She, I believe, is a was a preacher and now she's a self-help guru, all of that. Anyways, the book is literally called Forgiveness. So it's a 21-day program where you, for 21 days straight, forgive a different person or situation or thing for 21 days straight. So you go through something called EFT, so it's Emotional Freedom Technique, and I'll I'll put a link in the show notes about what that is. And so, so the, apparently it's been scientifically proven for it to work. So the concept is you acknowledge what it is that you want to release. So whatever the negative emotion, anxiety, whatever. And then you you tap on different points of your face and your um, shoulder and all of that. So they call it the meridian points. And so you keep saying, you know, I forgive myself, da, 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 whatever. And so the idea is to acknowledge that you're judging a situation or acknowledging something happened that you're feeling hurt and you actually say out loud, I choose to let this go. Okay, so really interesting. And I was like very open-minded to it. And it was it was so funny. The day one, <laughs> forgiveness for yourself. And I'm like, crap. <laughs> I was like, dang it. I'm like, I'm like, okay, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm committed to this. I'm open to this. Anyway, so what it is was she has you read I, I don't know, like, I think a hundred, right? So so you meditate, you do five-minute meditation in silence, whatever, and then you read this list of emotions about feelings that are coming up for your, you know, about yourself or anyways, for that first day about yourself. So you just write it down and then you she has you go through like, I forgive myself for judging and then you write whatever it is. But really, what was really interesting is I forgive myself for judging because by saying that, you're actually removing the I am from it right so for example like i am a fraud instead it's i'm judging myself to be a fraud so you're actually removing your thoughts from who you are as a person because right like the situations or your thoughts or feelings aren't who you are as a person right and i always preach this to my clients and blog readers that whatever decision you make was best for you at the time all of that right so that's what it was doing so anyways day one wrote all this stuff down and but it goes into like so much in depth, like the last, I believe it was the last one about the world, like forgive your, the world for something that happened. Forgive women, forgive men, forgive your sister, your brother, your husband. And it just, it, it just was really deep. And it was really interesting that by, I believe it was like by day 14, I just, I slept better. I, my head was so much clearer. Like I, I was it was so interesting. I, I checked my uh, my credit card statement. I got charged like three times for the same transaction. Like I was just more open to like everything, not just finances, right? But but yeah, it was just it was so interesting. And I, I if I recall, that was probably the time where I acknowledged that I was feeling guilty about wanting time for myself, and therefore I did all the meal prep and whatever. But yeah, I'm, now now that I'm talking about, it, I'm like I want to go back through that book and do it again because it was such an enlightening experience. Having a structured way to go through, like you said, it's not just about money. It started with non-financial things. So forgiving yourself, your brother, sister, these other things, and yet that helped you feel more confident 
to look at your bank statement, look at your credit card statement. And so it's all, I mean, interconnected. It's the whole purpose of this podcast, right? Talk about how money and life intersect and there's no way that you can separate them. So yeah, that sounds like an awesome resource that I want to check out just because having a structured way of going about forgiveness, I think would be super helpful. Yeah. So I will say that you will be very emotionally drained. <laughs> I, I will I will say that. It, it took me anywhere from half an hour to an hour to do the exercises. So yes, it sounds scary, everybody who's listening and to Garrett, but you can do it right before you go to sleep. I did it first thing in the morning. I woke, I wake up at like 4.30 now. So I did it at 4.30 in the morning because that's the Jeez. only... Yeah, because I, I just... Again, I want that me time, right? So I did it at 4.30 in the morning. But again, it's it goes with that whole idea of don't avoid your feelings. They're not bad. They're just something that you feel. You could think of them as vibrations. I don't know if you're into that whole woo-woo stuff. Like they're just vibrations. Right? We're both you, into that woo-woo stuff. So yeah. you don't have to you know, qualify that anymore. Okay. So yeah. So feelings are vibrations. They're just what it is. I'm feeling angry, right? Instead of saying I am angry or I feel happy or whatever. I like to think of money that way too. I think when I'm in a good place, I think of money as energy. And I think that's how it should be thought of in that, again, money is neither good nor bad. It simply is a transference of energy. So you can give money to things that you care about that you intentionally want to support and then kind of raises the vibration of that energy or you can choose to use money in a way that has negative vibrations like you are going to buy a really expensive princess dress to make your husband feel this anger at you because you knew it would hurt him in that way and so yeah money to me is really just energy just like feelings how we said it they're neither good nor bad it's how you respond to them money in the same way it's neither good nor bad it's just how you choose to use it and it is what it is i love that so so i was interviewed a few months ago no this was yeah a bit a while ago from a from writer and she was writing a article on gift giving and you know during the holiday season, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever, you feel very obligated to give gifts. And some people feel very resentful towards that. Or some people give a gift expecting one in return. Or someone gives a gift in ex- expecting something. So I'm thinking of an example of, let's say you buy a really expensive piece of jewelry to your wife or girlfriend, whoever. And that's your expression of love. All right, you put a pour all your paycheck into this, whatever. You give it to your girlfriend, friend, and she doesn't really like it, right? And then, then what happens? That all that energy that you gave in expecting that makes you feel like crap. Or you're buying gifts out of obligation or guilt, you're going to feel terrible, right? Sometimes you get gifts back from people and you get that same energy back because you're sending whatever vibes out into the world. You keep bringing up the word expect. And I think expectation plays a huge part in the need for forgiveness because I'm thinking about my own situation where now committing to investing in my business, it's like I now have this expectation that I have to make this much money to support it. And really the only way that I'm going to be unhappy is if the world doesn't go to, to my expectations. And so 
if I have this idea of how the world should look or how my life should play out, then I am going to be sorely disappointed in most instances because I am just a tiny piece of sand on this big rock that's floating in the universe of a bunch of other big rocks. And I really don't have control over that much. So for me, if I have this expectation that I want life to look this certain way, then I'm going to feel really, really sad when life doesn't go that way. And I think that is probably the root of a lot of anger and unhappiness and the need to feel to forgive myself. Because if I don't have expectations of the way that things are going to look, then I don't have to forgive myself because forgiveness only comes, I think, from having feelings of unmet expectations. Just thinking of if I don't have expectations in the first place, then I won't have emotions of good or bad or whether I met those expectations or not. And then there isn't as much need for forgiveness. Am I high right now? I feel like I'm like going down this hole and I'm like, I feel like I got it. And then I feel like I'm going to re-listen to this and be like, dude, this is Friday morning and you were just high as shit. Like, what were you talking about? So I just, you know, I think I need a little feedback right now, whether that made any sense at all or whether I went off the deep end. Beyond the dollar where we get high on talking about money. Yeah, yeah, beyond. I got nothing else. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Am I crazy? No. Was oh my that gosh. No, no, sense? no, no. I if if there were sparkles in my eye from like agreement, thank you, thank you, thank you for saying that because I, that actually was the next point I was going to bring up was when you have expectations. Going from that, so let's say you didn't have an expectation met, and then you feel really angry. The next thing that I think we want to naturally do is to have that person apologize to us. It will make us feel better. I will only feel better. I will only forgive you if you apologize and acknowledge that you've done me wrong, mm. right? And when that doesn't happen, that again, expectation, when that doesn't happen, you're going to get more and more angry. And this reminds me of a book. Uh, I think it's called The Book of Forgiveness. I'll put in the show notes. So I'm, for some reason, it's leaving my head right now, but it's a Desmond Tutu book. And to those of you who don't know who he is, he was very much a part of post-apartheid um, relations in South Africa. And so it, it really was because of many of his programs that he had implemented and his involvement with politics. So he's a, not a priest, an archbishop. Yeah. It, the, the, the country actually healed, right? And, and if you know anything about the apartheid, you know that there was a lot of violence, a lot of segregation, you know, et cetera, et cetera, right? But he was able to help really bring the country together. And so for him, in that book, he was talking about the idea of forgiveness is for yourself and not for the other person. You're not forgetting what happened. You're just releasing the feelings that you have over what happened, mm. right? And so let's say, I don't know, I expected a present on Valentine's Day and my husband didn't bring me anything and I got mad. And now I'm like, how dare you not even, you should have brought me something. I'm so angry with you. I cannot forgive you unless you buy me a necklace to, to apologize, whatever, right? So, but who is it really hurting? It's really hurting me because I am stewing in these feelings of anger because he did not buy me flowers on Valentine's Day, right? had nothing to do with him he's probably going on by his you know with his day you know teaching his kids and whatever 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 and i'm the one who's sitting at home like mad right so if i 
expect him to do something to apologize, I'm probably never going to get it, right? So forgiveness is really releasing the expectation, releasing those feelings, and I can move on with my life. And, you know, if I want to talk about, like, a more serious matter, you know, when I, when I was trying to pay off that debt and, you know, I acknowledged it in another episode, I couldn't bring myself to pay it off, even though I had the, the exact amount in my bank account to pay off the rest of the credit card debt. And it had to do with feeling mad at myself. And really interesting, I, I, for some reason, still wanted my ex-boyfriend to apologize for the way he broke up with me. Okay, like it, it, weird, but at the same time, I'm like, I know logically it's not going to happen. I haven't spoken with him for like 12 years. So during one of the 21 day forgiveness exercises, I basically said, I forgive myself for judging my expectations and my need for my boyfriend to my ex-boyfriend to um, apologize. And I didn't realize how emotional that was when I did that because I was like, oh, I thought I released all that. It was like 12 years ago. But if it's something really hurtful and deep it involves a major life change it may take you the rest of your life to forgive someone right and, and again it's another i guess myth is when you forgive someone that's it you're done it's not you just it's a different relationship with the situation and the, the feelings that you have about it forgiving is not forgetting mm-hmm. in a way where you don't say this never happened but you say i forgive myself for how i feel about it and i forgive the other person as well and it doesn't mean it never happened but you learn from it and just accept what happened and then choose to move on yeah and you know let's go let's bring it back to money because it's called beyond the dollar right (laughs) so your expectation let's say you are feeling very frustrated with not paying it off as quickly as you could and you are being very angry with yourself, being very harsh with yourself. You may even be like blaming the debt company for such a high interest rate, whatever. When you acknowledge those feelings and when you acknowledge those expectations, you say, okay, well, the interest rate was what it is. I spent the money. It is what it is. And I'm going to forgive myself for judging this whole thing. I can't really expect a lender to apologize. It's <laughs> not going to happen, right? Releasing that. And then saying, okay, I'm going to let this expectation go. I'm going to release the, the feelings that I have with not paying it off fast enough. And then you, you're going to feel, ideally feel better. And I think that the whole point, if I may be so bold to say what the whole point of forgiveness is, is that it's to help you live a better life. When you have all these negative feelings, vibrations, whatever, it's going to bog you down and they're going to be in the back of your mind, whether or not you are actually actively thinking about it. For some reason, that quote that's attributed to Gandhi comes up of be the change that you want to see in the world. And I'm totally going to make a stretch of this to compare it. But if you forgive yourself, then that gives other people permission to do the same. No expectation that they will forgive you or anything of that sort, but it's just everything has to start from within. You know, we've talked about how a lack of self-confidence can affect financial decisions, how everything that's related to money really comes down to ways that we feel about ourselves or how we see ourselves. And so you're right in that forgiveness has to start from within. And I think there's probably a reason why day one of that course was forgiving yourself as the starting point. 
because that's what needs to happen. It can't be anything outward that you're expecting from other people. It has to start from you. Yeah. And just going back to that book, it was so interesting when one of the days was forgive the world. And in my head, I'm like, why do I need to forgive the world? I'm like, I know it's a great place. I know crappy stuff happens. But then I started, I was like, okay, open mind, right? Going through the exorcism and I don't remember exactly what popped up, but I just remember being very surprised at the things that came out, like the things that I wrote down about it. And, and I don't know, maybe I was watching too much of the news. I get very negative when that happens. And I go, oh, like, you know, look at what look at what society hasn't done for these people with mental health issues or whatever, right? But anyways, forgiving that and acknowledging the fact that the world isn't up to get people. It's, it's just things happen right was was very interesting so i do want to i pulled up the book uh, desmond tutu's book and i really recommend it because he, he talks with the myths of forgiveness and he actually gives you journal exercises to go through um so i will even tell you the page everybody page 43 because it, it's actually the chapter of what forgiveness is not because again i i really do believe there's a lot of misconceptions about what it is so this is a journal exercise so the, the first sentence is, forgiveness is a process of letting go, right? So the first thing you do is think of things you must give up or let go in order to forgive. So this is really interesting because we're talking about expectations. So what do you need to let go? Like what are the judgments? What are the expectations that you need to let go in order to forgive, right? So I feel like I want to bring that woman in, like the one with the, from the bar mitzvah, like in for therapy sessions. I'm like, what do you need to like, what expectations or what are the things you need to let go in order to forgive your husband? Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so he gives an example and I'm not gonna go through the whole thing, but it's the, the right to revenge and the expectation of an apology, you know, or this is okay. I'll say one more, or having the expectation that the person who hurt you will understand the pain they have caused. You can still forgive. And I'm thinking of the most extreme example right now. Let's say somebody, let's say a family member was murdered and the person was a psychopath. Maybe they don't actually have the the mental capacity to understand what they did was wrong. Like, so how can you forgive that person then if they don't actually understand what they did? Right? That's a really big one, right? Or uh, going back to money, like the debt collector. Like some debt collectors, unfortunately, are very rude and nasty on the phone. Okay? Like that's a reality. Do you want them to understand that the pain that they have caused you by yelling at you when you're already feeling ashamed about your debt situation. You know, probably not, <laughs> right? Anyway, so once you do that, then you can write down the list and then let those go and then go through the forgiveness process. As we wrap it up, is there anything that you can think of right now just that you want to work on from a financial standpoint that you think you could kind of go through this process with or that you're holding on to. Good gosh, you're getting deep here. It's like, <laughs> like, dang. <laughs> For me, that idea of what am I still holding on to that is standing in the way of the forgiveness. And I think what I hold on to a lot of is I'm not where I should be. And playing the comparison game to others and thinking yeah, but you should really be here right now rather than saying, well, here's where I am. And it's pretty badass, actually. Like, got to wake up watching the sunrise, sitting on a roof with some tea this morning. Like, life, life is not bad at all. And just saying, hey, what is this expectation that I have? And can I let that go? And I think I even have to let 
that expectation go first before I can really sit with the emotion of what I'm feeling. So I know that I can't process it right now, but I think seeing what one of the underlying drivers is and after the podcast, I'll take some time to just sit with that, let it go, and then see what comes up from there. I love that. I'm so, is, was it a therapy session for you this time? I feel like we've put you under the microscope for a few, and now it's, uh, it's fun to be on the other side of the therapist chair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but this is what it's all about, right? Just working yeah. through and having these conversations, and this is why I feel so incredibly fortunate to have you as a partner in this as a friend because it's this is what the podcast is all about this is about us creating a space where we can have these conversations and hopefully where listeners can feel like they for once have a space to hear that other people are going through these and hear themselves in our stories so okay i'm gonna end on what i what expectation i need to forgive myself for because i feel I feel this is very common with women and I just want to throw it out there. And if you want to email me and talk about it, I, I seriously will hop on a phone call with you and talk about it because I've done that with many others. So email me at hello at beyondthedollar.co. Totally. I will read it. I will read every single email and I will, we'll talk. So I need to let go of the expectation that I can do it all as a mother, as a wife, as a business owner as a friend, and even as a woman in society. I have to let go of all those expectations that I am able to juggle every single damn thing because that is not possible. And when I can let those go, then I can allow people to help me to do some of the things I want to do so that I can impact the world in the way I want to. I appreciate you. (laughs) Let's end it on that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beyond the Dollar. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. And if you can think of one awesome human who would connect with what we talked about today, we'd love you forever if you shared this episode with them. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Beyond the Dollar.